program is for adult audiences only. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the show. Eric and Gord's The Show. The podcast where real men get to be real. And, um, men. Just, just as I start, someone walks right up and wants to talk to me. It's awesome. Hey, Gordon. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Not bad. I've been sitting here for an hour. He waits until I push record and then comes, hey, go away. Um, <laughs> hey, let's talk. Let's talk now. <laughs> why am I showing three people in the studio? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Eric and Gord's The Show. The second, the first, the show of the new year. Yes. Really bummed out that we couldn't get one done before uh, the end of the year. I was bummed out about that. Yeah, I I, I didn't and have that's all my fault too, but yeah. I, I didn't have anything worth uh, talking about anyway. Hey kids, if you're listening live on possibly Facebook, I think it's supposed to be going out on Facebook. I don't know if it is, but if it is, you can message us there or you can uh, go to riverside.fm and find us there and you can send us messages and chat and all this stuff and things. Um just like the good old days. And please utilize them because they cost me a small fucking fortune. So, <laughs> um, thought we would do some fun facts because I know some fun facts that I've been learning. And uh, we get an update on your old friend Gordon, how he's doing. Um, so let's start with that right away because we're on a we're on a little bit of a time crunch today, kids. So, Gord, yeah, tell us are. what is going on with your cancer. How's your cancer? Well, so, um, I still, so let's see. So I had the surgery done on December 8th. Um, I won't know the full results of said surgery until, um, the middle of February. Like you don't know if they Um, actually removed something? Well, I know they removed it. I just don't know if there's any cancer in me still. So I don't Uh, know if they've got it all or not. I won't know that until I get my first PSA test done. So, um, when I when I when I got diagnosed with this, when they told me patience will be my number one thing, he says you're called a patient for a reason because you need to be patient throughout this process because this is nothing but waiting. That's um, a horrible doctor joke, kidding. and I it I'm is. mad at him for that. <laughs> but it's unfortunately extremely true. Um, so yeah, so surgery sort of came and went. Um. I had uh, less than a week to prepare for my surgery uh, when I got the call for it. Um, what was, uh, what shocked me really, truly shocked me was uh, after the surgery, um, I had a catheter in for two weeks and I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt, I have never in my life been more depressed than during that two week period. I'm going to give you one it of these. Was, that's appropriate (laughs) but it was shocking though like um truly fucking floored by the whole thing like uh because like every motion hurt and the the pain isn't external The, the you have a pain inside of your dick that just hurts so every flinching of a leg every time you move every step shit moves and shifts and it fucking hurts. And it was really annoying. Cause I'm supposed to like exercise, like, like get up and walk, you know, from day one, you know, like from the day, first day I got home, like, you know, rest that day. So the next day when you wake up, you're supposed to walk for like a half an hour, 
And then, you know, the next day, 45 minutes, next day, an hour, just sort of increase daily just to try to get yourself moving. And I physically couldn't do it. I just, it wasn't that I wasn't physically able to, I was, I just didn't want to. Um, it was insane how, um, how much it affected me mentally having that, this fucking catheter. And I was fucking floored. Absolutely floored. It took me by complete surprise. I can see that. That makes sense. Um, it sucks. I'm sorry. I've never had anything even close I mean, to it, that. And and that's the thing, like, you know, like the support meetings of everything I went through, all I was told was that it was uncomfortable. You know, nobody, I guess, sort of nobody really sort of prepared me or whatever for this, for just about how much it can be debilitating in the sense. Like, it, it was insane how intense it was. So I finally get through the two weeks. I get the... Um, I go up to the doctor, I get uh um get the catheter removed, uh, along with the staples. I had about twenty staples in my entire stomach, uh, throughout the different entry points. Um and uh when so I get home, it took about a day, that sort of day to sort of, you know, my body to adjust. Now from this point forward, I'm now incontinent. So I cannot fully control pissing at all so right. for the and first while you can't feel it you well you you lose you you literally lose the muscle that is used right. to stop the pee. so because all that's attached into the prostate so when the whole prostate and the lymph nodes are all removed you lose access to being able to control that completely right. Do you feel it coming on still, though, in the same way? Or do you just not know what's happening? You you feel when it happens. Uh, well, so, yeah. like, I'll be sitting there, you know, like, you just sort of like, oh, I'm sort of, I'm pissing now sort of thing. Now, when I had the catheter in, I didn't notice it. You didn't have that feeling. You just, you just, you were constantly, you just sort of constantly pissing. Right. Um. Now, since then, um, as I've been doing, there's that's called pelvic floor exercises. Um, for women, it's called Kegels, but for guys, there are Kegels for guys. But the Kegels is not what I need to work on. I need to work on <laughs> pelvic floor, so it's a different set of exercises. You know, the only reason that is because guys refuse to say Kegels. That's it. Mm-hmm. We just won't. We're like, no, we'll call it yeah. the pelvic <laughs> exercises. Thank you. I don't Kegels. Fuck you. Well, no, here's what's really funny. In when when talking to guys that have been through this, they're all more apt to save kegels and not pelvic floor because pelvic floor for some reason sounds like like almost like like a yoga term and most guys don't do yoga especially the older dudes so like i'm not talking about that sissy shit you know pelvic floor that sounds too close to uterine wall it's like eh, no, the whole internal house i'm not down with i'm just no (laughs) well can't we just call them dick exercises and move on (laughs) Just doing some dicker size. Give me a break. Um, so uh, so anyway, so I got the cat. Once I got the catheter and the staples removed, the next day, it's just a, it's almost like my life started over again. Um, I had range of motion. I could move again. I haven't really stopped moving since I got it all removed. Um, I can't lift anything over ten pounds, so that's extremely frustrating. Um. Oh, shit. I mean, because it just, it's just, it's just means all the stuff I, that I want to do 
like I still can't like I can't I can't vacuum the house because a vacuum hose weighs more than ten pounds. Um, right. you know I I can't you know um. I can't clean the litter boxes because the bag fucking weighs sure. over ten pounds, and the litter bag weighs over ten pounds. So I can't touch that. I can't. I can go grocery shopping, but I can't unload the car from grocery shopping. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's you, know, that's you can't even carry your lunch home. No, like there's nothing that I can like. There's you know everything for the most part weighs over ten to ten pounds. So even my water jugs because I got sleep apnea, so I got the sleep machine. My water jug, if it's filled full, I can't lift it because it's over ten pounds. So I can only That's have ridiculous. to fill the water jug when I do it. You know, I don't think so I don't think people just, understand like what ten pounds. Ten pounds is nothing really. So yeah, laundry. I can't. I can do laundry in the sense that if the laundry basket is brought down for me, I can unload piece by piece by piece and fill the wash machine and then unload it from washing to the dryer piece by piece by piece. But I can't just can't. dump it all in the in the bin and move it to the next thing and just redump it. You know. Now, let me just put forth the uh, novel idea that I know a lot of guys are thinking. That sounds fucking fantastic. How long do you get to drag this out for? Uh, two months back. total. I can't do laundry. Sorry, that's 10 pounds. Oh, look at this. It's 11 pounds. Here you go, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking torture. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I like doing things. I like being kept busy. I like having things to do. And not being able to do things and pushing it all on the wife is it's hell. It's hell for me, and it's hell for her. It sounds absolutely delightful. <laughs> and the, you know, and that's the that's the catch twenty two. If I was, um, it's funny. If I was like at my mom's and going through this, that none of this would phase me in the slightest. I, I wouldn't give a shit at all. Sure. You know, but um, you know, uh, Jess isn't a retired lady who just wants to service, so it's a little. <laughs> yeah, a little difficult trying to um trying to keep that family balance of being able to still contribute to all in the home right. i could see that i see but, I, I that's why i enter into a situation contributing nothing at all and then you know there's no <laughs> no nothing lost there when something like this comes up the expectations already been set <laughs> I'm, I'm, every, every time i look at this monitor it's really weird because I'm, I'm so used to just having the camera up like just on my face and now i've got this whole like george strombolopolis thing going on it's freaking me out <laughs> i don't like it i still remember when he first showed up on much music i'm like this is a dude who knows how to interview holy shit he stands out yeah he did he, he wasn't your atypical like... canadian interviewer he was he was, he was and great. That's why he got huge fast, and then now he just does like a CBC podcast or something. So, hey, George, we're the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, actually tried watched to, a few of his, too. <laughs> I tried to get some space in the CBC studio here in Kelowna for us to do this at, but uh, the timing didn't work out. But I figured, fuck, nobody else is using it. I might as well try. Yeah, exactly. Give uh, the effort so, if you can. <laughs> so, what just... Uh, are, are things sound fairly optimistic, but I know I would do that too. Are things are looking good? You think, or you'd really have no idea? Well, okay. So here's the part that's really this the the mental struggle for all this. This is the this is where this comes in. So I mean, incontinence I can sort of deal with the fact that I gotta wear a fucking diaper. Um, I'm just moving over to having like 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 underwear liners um so i'm just getting into the process that i can start wearing those for the day so i don't have to wear the diaper all day uh which is nice because it just again gives me a little more freedom of motion um what's 
hands down the most difficult part of this entire thing is the the fact that I can't get a heart on right at all by any stretch so yeah think think about this as a guy when you whip out your dick to take a piss if it's cold or whatever and you're a bit of a turtle head you can give it a couple of shakes he pops out and you can take a piss no problem i don't have that option anymore right so i'm almost like in a constant state of turtle head so hmm. peeing is extremely difficult and actually very demoralizing because i have a tendency if i really got a rush to take a pee because i'm i'm learning to sort of control it and i'm building up the muscle so i can you know not constantly just pee myself so i can actually make it to the bathroom and actually have a full-on pee but like you legit you you pretty much almost have to sit down to pee all the time because if you stand up there's too much of a chance you're gonna piss end up pissing all over the place nice um so that's frustrating the lack of being able to have a hard on and not being able to masturbate or have sex or anything is really 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 difficult is the um, desire still there because as like, a guy huh is the desire still there oh like, yeah <laughs> okay yeah so like you you want to do it but you can't Right. And because there's no, um, because the entire prostate has been removed, when you are able to, as a guy with this, when you, when you are able to have an orgasm, nothing comes out. Oh. So there's, there's no load. Sure. So it's like a, so it's, it's almost like a half orgasm. Right. Because you don't get that full release of that full pressure of everything coming out. You just don't get that anymore. Mm. So the whole process of all that goes, gets dramatically changed and real fast. Yeah. Uh, so that the mental struggle on that is, is insanely tough. Um, yeah. I don't know how to approach that. Like I said in the last time we talked about this, I, I think I could probably, um, work that out in my mind a little easier maybe than some others but that's just my own selfishness i think i'm gonna be honest i for the most part figured i can do that as well um but what what like i mean giving up the sex itself um it's a little bit easier because you know you can't do anything about it in the sense so there's it's you know it takes a pressure off you know, like I don't, I'm not pressured by, by my wife to, to have to perform or anything like that because she knows and understands what I'm going through. So that pressure is kind of gone, but it's just that not being able to, when you are horny and you want to do something and there's not much you can do about it. Right. That's where it becomes difficult. As a guy, we just masturbate, we just jerk off and it's done. And, you know, if you're having a stressful day or something's getting down, you pop in, you rip one out and you're done not being able to do that and spending the last, you know, my entire adult life that I've been having a heart on and just being able to whack off, no big deal. So not being able to makes it um, really that difficult. Ne that never comes back? Is that the deal? It can um, never come back fully. You'll never get a full 
full on hard on. Um, you can get like almost like a semi, like a semi. Right. Um, is about sort of like the most you can sort of hope for. Um, so it's just like there drinking are a lot things... of rye every day. Yeah, literally. So it's just like having <laughs> permanent whiskey dick. <laughs> um. So yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, hang on a second. Um, you're alive. That's that's the thing. Yeah, that, that I you, like. Yeah, and that and that thing. Like, I mean, it does change your perspective on things, and it gives you a better understanding of, you know, what's most important, and gives you a little more focus on life and what you can and can't do, and what you're willing to do. Um, I've had a pretty decent outlook throughout this process. Um, I'm, I'm not fighting any step of the way. Like I'm not being resistant to anything except for those first two weeks. I had the catheter. I was resistant to everything that, that time. I fucking hated it. <laughs> um, just but, want to let everybody um, know we got a, yeah, we got, a, we got, a, we got a message here for Gord. Um, just says, and it doesn't even know. say who it's from. It just says, just wanted to send a little love to Gord. I don't, it doesn't say who oh. it's from, but, uh, thank you. That's amazing. Um, listener. I like that someone's listening and I, uh, I like that you're sending Gord your love. So, Thank you very much for that. And I like that Riverside works because I pay a lot of money for these. So it's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's from, oh, it's from Nicole. Very nice. Oh, you can nice. read them. Oh, did. Yeah. Awesome. Again, that's well, amazing. thanks, Thank Nicole. You, Nicole. Um, have the doctor said this is a permanent thing? Well, we'll come back in time. So, yeah. So, like, uh, like, like I was just saying, it's, uh, it's a catch-22. Uh, like I said, the, uh, the ability to have a full hard on for the most part is gone um i there's a there are chance there is a chance that that eventually could re regrow itself that you can get a little bit more hard than the average person um it can take up to three years for that to happen um there are alternatives um i was reading about this guy in the states that was going through this and for 18 months um he was doing a, a, a basically it's it's a dick injection where you actually stick a needle in your dick and that gives you your heart on um he said the downside with this he goes no this the needle is super super fine he goes so it doesn't really hurt it's not that big of a deal doing the needle he goes I was fine with that the the problem he had was a it gets rid of spontaneity because you got to stop clean the area clean this clean that and go through this whole process and then wait for everything to sort of kick in he also spontaneity is thrown out the window he says but the problem was that you know it'd be great you'd you'd have your heart on you'd you'd fuck for you know half hour 45 minutes whatever but the heart on lasts for four to six hours ah yeah and i have that, that problem becomes, too yeah and that becomes painful <laughs> um so that was an issue. And then you know, here's what gets crazy. What he ended up doing after that was he ended up getting this. It's it's surgical procedure where basically they, they, they put like a valve down by your hip and they inject this. They put this little sack with, um, with a uh, 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 saline solution in it. And that sack sort of sits in by where your prostate would sort of be and then they attach it to your dick so what happens then is if you want to get a heart on you just sort of 
push this little pump thing on the side that releases the fluid in your dick that makes it hard. You do anything you want to do. When you're done, you just deflate it and, you're, and it goes away. It's like an Air Jordan. So it's like you have like an Air Jordan penis. <laughs> um, Paint a little blue swoop on the side. You'd probably get endorsement <laughs> money for that. <laughs> a little swipe on the side. You're good to go. Um, so, so, I mean, I know there's alternatives. There's also this like implant thing you can put in under your dick that actually it's basically like a, like a, like a shelf that your dick sort of sits on. And that what right. makes it hold, makes it a little more rigid. Um, Have you considered so talking about getting in touch with Jimmy Dick arm in, in England and see if he's got <laughs> any advice for you? <laughs> I would be willing to fuck with an arm if I could. <laughs> um, what so I'm just serious here. Nicole asked another question. Um, that must be hard on your marriage in not just a physical way, but the emotional closeness. Yes. Stop saying not hard on having... insensitive listeners. <laughs> <laughs> kind of throwing that in my face. Hey? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, not being able to be physically intimate is really, it's difficult. Um, it, it can be really tough because, you know, you're, you want that intimacy. You want to be able to have that intimacy, but when you kind of can't, I mean, like you, you got to think outside the box, if you will. And <laughs> my, fo- I know <laughs> my focus on this, um, is, is, I mean, like my, my focus when it comes to sex and all that stuff is always focused on her pleasure over mine. I'm a guy I can get off with a cool breeze, you know? Um, so it's not like it's all that difficult for, for for me as a guy to get off but so it just puts more of the focus on strictly on her pleasure but still not being able to be intimate and even for her you know where because like a lot of women enjoy when the guy when the guy comes um for her to not have that final moment uh, is 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 me difficult for her as well? It's it's it, it's tough. There's no getting around it, Nicole. It, it's difficult, you know, trying to figure out how to um be intimate or show intimacy, but without the expectation of sex. Um, it's tough. Um, still working through it. I'll, I'll you know keep you guys up on it when I figure this shit out. Um, because it's really weird. Because right now. All I do is pee. Um, <laughs> that's that's all yeah. its function is at the moment. So it's you know I don't really, I don't really do a whole lot with it anymore. Um, you know, at my age, I'm not far off from that anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's we're it's, all it's fucked up. There's no getting around it. Well, um, you still got a yeah. good sense of humor about it, and that's that's really I think paramount. If you can if you can laugh a little and keep your spirits up, that'll go a long way. Yeah, um, attitude is legit. It, it is everything throughout this process. You, you have to be. You just got to look at the positives. You know, life being the biggest thing. I'm alive. I'm, I'm still here. I still get to fuck with people. Um, which is nice. I really enjoy that aspect. So it hasn't fucked with my personality. I appreciate that. Um, but it does give. Yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of adjusting and accepting of the situation and the faster you can accept the situation the faster you can come up with alternatives to 
change your outlook and the outlook of others. Yeah. I guess that, well, that sounds very, yeah. Sounded positive. It did. I like that. I like I wish I could I contribute feel like a Jay more. Shetty fucking quote. I wish I could contribute. I wish I could contribute more uh, comedically to it, but I really, I can't right now. It's just, uh, you know, it's a lot to take in for, uh, for all of us. So, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's wild. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a shock, you know, um, you know, what's, what's really weird now. So the surgery itself, because like, uh, I was done by a robot, um, robotic surgery. So it's the least invasive of the surgeries. So instead of me, they just splaying my uh, entire stomach and everything else and just ripping me wide open and creating massive, huge scars everywhere. I have one large scar across the top of my stomach and then a couple of small incision scars on the sides where the robot sort of comes in on either side and it it just sort of holds things and pokes and prods and they send a camera down in so they could see what they were doing and shit and uh so i'm really lucky in the sense that my painful healing time was dramatically cut like i mean getting up and down still hurts um oh and for the record um <laughs> the bulk of the pain and discomfort is in the balls. Of course. So, and here's how I can best describe it. I mean, women, you'll never understand this because you don't know what it feels like, but uh, Eric will fully get what I'm saying with this. So, you know, when you've been kicked in the balls really hard, you get hit, you drop to the ground, you're in pain and all that shit hurts. Once I you're over recall. that initial pain and you're yeah. able to sort of move again, you got that ache. Yeah, that sort I of, know, that, know that you well. know what I mean? That reverberating ache feeling, that's 24, that's almost 24-7 for me. Wow. That so, sucks. No, dude. that part has been dramatically, it's it's lowering constantly, but every time I stand up and sit down in any capacity, especially standing up is much the worst than sitting. Um, that's every time I stand up and sit down, that's what it feels like. I just feel like I got kicked in the balls but it's the reverberating effect after. Wow. <laughs> so it's the ache. So That's lots really of grunting sucks. and groaning when I stand up and sit down. It's always everything is just, oh. <laughs> oh. That is, That's a terrible pain, too. That's a, that's a rough it's, one to have to deal with. Yeah. Because it's not just the balls. It's like lower stomach, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got kicked really badly when I was quite young. I think I was about mm. the seventh grade or something. And just a brutal kick. And I... I, it did a lot of damage and I was hospitalized and whatever, but I, I know the feeling. I, I'm sure it's different at, in your 40s than it was when you're 10 or whatever, but. <laughs> um, Nicole just asked, do painkillers help? Um, yes and no. Like the initial painkillers I was on, I mean, really, they didn't give me much. It's just basically Advil and Tylenol for the most part is all they gave me. Um, and it's really all you need because the pain is minimal. Um, the first two weeks I was taking them, they, for the most part, they're saying, oh, you know, you're only going to need painkillers for the first three or four days. I needed it for the first two weeks because having the catheter was painful. So I would take some painkillers and some Advil and Tylenol, whatever I could sort of stump in me to help eliminate or control that pain of having a tube rammed up inside me. 
Um, yeah, I can imagine, even if it's not painful, that's got to be like if, if there's moments when it's not painful, it's still got to be uncomfortable just having something oh, there. It is absolutely like here's the way. So I'm laying down on the couch. So if I'm laying down and I'm not moving a muscle, don't even notice it's there. It's perfectly fine. But if sure. I twitched one of my legs, just a twitch, it's like, ah, uh, there's yeah, that for pain. Someone with, it's, for someone with uh, restless legs and that's got to be fantastic. It's terrible because I got arthritis in both my ankles too. So I'm constantly in my legs are always in motion. So, um, it, it sucked. There wasn't a whole lot. Um, the painkillers didn't really do a whole lot to get rid of the ache. It got rid of the more searing pain in the sense, but it, yeah, not much really helps with the uncomfortableness. I, for the most part, I don't take anything right now. I'm not, I haven't been on any painkillers and, or anything. When, I think maybe once a week I'll take a couple of Advil. I don't think people understand when you experience real pain. I know when I broke my back and I was in the wheelchair and I was in the worst pain I've ever been in my life because your back muscles tense up to protect your spine from further damage and it just hurts. Like And painkillers, like you just said, they don't, they dull it a little bit, but if you have actual real pain, painkillers don't take it away. No. The only way they do is if they, if you take enough of them and they knock you out. Um, then you're just sort of sleeping through it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, the pain killers. Yeah. Like I said, they, they get rid of the hardest part of it, but it doesn't get rid of all the pain. Um, and it's the hard parts of the pain I can sort of handle. It's the, it's that constant ache. Like every time, like I said, every time I stand up and sit down, it's just, it's, 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 it's not painful. Like it's no, I can't do it. It's just, Ow! Every time I stand up, or yeah, sit down, you know? that's got to be really frustrating. Yeah, you know. But again, every time, like the one thing that's ironically enough that's really gotten me through since having the catheter removed is every time I do something, every motion I have, every time I get this feeling, no matter what pain or discomfort or embarrassment, you know, if I go out in public and I just have to use the bathroom and end up pissing all over myself, it happens. You know, it's and it sucks it's embarrassing um but every time it does i just keep thinking okay but you're not dealing with the catheter you don't have that constant pain and that feeling anymore so everything else is pretty much gravy in comparison to that so have you got a chance to have have you got a chance to pull the steve martin move from dirty rotten scoundrels yet where he's he's at the table he goes excuse me may i use the bathroom and they go yeah, okay. He goes, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I find it's even funnier um, when I'm just sort of standing there thinking, I'll laugh and I'll, I'll laugh and I'll, ah, I'm peeing. <laughs> you know, I just, and I giggle about it whenever I can. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I kind of enjoy doing that because it, makes my uncomfort well known but i'm also making light of it which makes everybody else feel uncomfortable but yet still funny because i I word it humorously that's awesome so that's very cool and i'm finally back to sharpening again which oh my god it's been hell not sharpening i noticed some new uh advertisements and stuff like that so that's good yeah to see so that back up i can't go to uh, i can't do my milton location yet because I, I again i can't carry any of my own equipment Right. Um, so I remember every everyone in the Halton area, it's less than nine pounds of knives. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause even if, um, like I had one customer that brought over a ball quarter and I, I had to get the wife to pick it up and carry it in the house cause I was just too heavy, you know, yeah, it sucks. but it's, I, I am able, I'm working around all that, which is great. Um, my customers have been amazing. So I've been really thankful for them and everybody's been really patient for, uh, for me and understanding. So that's been really good. Um, but yeah, being able to, uh, sharpen again. Like, I mean, I had my busiest day yesterday. I had four, I mean, I had four customers yesterday and that's the busiest I've been since the surgery. Um, and it felt fucking great having, you know, a good solid fucking three hours worth of work. It was amazing. That's awesome. Oh, so, uh, very cool. Yeah. So we're going to keep checking back with Gordon throughout this process until he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So every time we start the show, first half hour of the show is going to be this. So <laughs> if you don't, if you don't like it, go, go listen to another show. Um, one thing I do want anybody who's listening to this, um, get a PSA test done. Um, I don't know in the States or any other place around the world what it costs, but I know that in Canada, it's, if it's not part of your history, it's 35 bucks. At least that's what it costs in Ontario. It's 35 bucks for the test. Um, He's in BC. It's probably about 12,000. 400. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's highly recommend. Just get it. it. You just get it with your regular blood work. You know, so it's if they don't have to, you don't have to go and have a doctor shove a fucking fist up your ass for any of this. You can just, it's all you done by You can request work. that though. That's 45 You can bucks. request it. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> 40 by five bucks plus dinner. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, just get it done. Um, save the hassle because, you know, you've got two years to catch this. If you get prostate cancer, you've got two years to catch it. Your rate of, full survival in a sense if you catch it in the first year it's 99 percent. if you catch it in the first two years it's 97 percent. if you catch it within the first three years it drops down to 65 percent. and to keep that in perspective it's still like the number two killer of men in this country that's how stupid we are you catch it within two yeah. years you got 97 percent chance and it still kills most of us that's a, that's the number guys. one yeah it's it's the second yeah like Eric just said it's the second most common thing that kills men it's and it all comes down to simply just some guy just not wanting to bother to get the test done just get the fucking test done yeah even if it is the it's other just, old school test that's not so bad I had to have that for a few years myself oh and for the record you're still gonna have that done if you come down positive you will still have that done more times than you want to. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you know. once you're a newsflash for anyone who might be under 40, guess what? You're going to have that done more times than you want to in a few years anyway. They just, they, they yeah. the, the older doctors tend to default to that a little too often. You're like, so how are you feeling? It's like, I got this pain in my eye. All right, drop your trousers. Like, no, I think we can. <laughs> There's another you way. You walk in there, they're already putting the glove on and lubing up the yeah. fucking two fingers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a standard <laughs> greeting at the doctor's office, but. No. Um, it's going to get done more often than you want anyway. That's just a fact of life. And it's not that bad. I'm lying. It's fucking terrible, but it's it's quick. It, yeah, they don't linger. That That's the no. important thing. <laughs> I still remember when I first started getting the game touch of this. Um, you know, uh, so everybody knows, like, no, my, this prostate cancer is what killed my father and his father. 
Um, so hereditary, I was pretty much all but guaranteed to get it. Um, so they tell you not to bother getting tested until you hit the age of 50. I started getting tested at about age of, I think around 35, 36 when I started getting tested. Um, and I've got done every year since. Um, it's, um, just, just, just do it. Like stop wasting your fucking time. Um, if you hate your life and you don't like anybody else around you, then you don't want to die from this. I've watched it twice. I know exactly what it does to the person. If you don't survive this, it sucks. It's it, it's like every other cancer. You watch the person whittle away to nothing. They lay in a hospital bed, so doped up on fucking drugs that they're not even conscious of you being around for the most part. It's, it's nothing good. Um, so just get, fucking just get the test done shut the fuck up and grow up <laughs> i like that yeah. What's, we should, i've had a few of my friends a public service announcement we should put that out as a I'll, I'll put together a little commercial and we can have me and you just say that hey guys you know like one of those the more you know things for saturday morning yeah. cartoons it's like shut the fuck I, up and go do it yeah just stop fucking stop being a bitch about it like jesus christ seriously dude it's 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 a fucking blood test man get over yourself and while you're on your way out sooner than being too late, just to just so I have time to insert this while you're on your way to go do that. Um, the other thing you need to shut the fuck up and do is go to Spotify, iTunes, and everything, and get the new Ashes of Purgatory song that downloaded yesterday or dropped oh. yesterday. Now it's not brand new; it was a it's a remastered version. Some of you, if you're fans of the old podcast, it used to be our theme song way back in the day. Oh, so, <laughs> wicked! Uh, choose your side available on iTunes. Apparently it's 99 cents. So that's cool. I don't make that much off it, but I just found it on Apple music while we were talking. Cause it's horrendously boring listening to Gore drone on and on. So I just go through <laughs> right. Fucking bullshit cancer talk. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's choose your side. Um, with the, uh, it, it's edited out the, uh, the, the dealers on Hastings shouting side. Cause I recorded the vocals outside for that one back in the day. Oh, Good nice. <laughs> and you can get the full Ashes of Purgatory um, catalog um, wherever you listen to your music. It's still got the old, all the old good stuff there. And I'm not lying. I, am I need be... the money. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I'm actually going to go up and do this. As I'm done this podcast, I'm going to go up and do that. Go download all that stuff on there because I got to, I need it too. There's one from last um, one too called Sick, a brand new sing- single um, from the Eric and Gord movie that's never coming out. Um <laughs> It might. Who knows? I still work on it. It could happen. Uh, that, I'm, I'm trying to put out a song it. a month. From that's my new thing. Try to put out a song a month and, and keep Ashes going strong. So uh, there'll be a new one coming out for uh, February right away. Here. Um. So yeah, there's my little plug. That's all I'm plugging this time. I got nothing else. So. <laughs> uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you guys go. I don't know where music's cool anymore. Yeah, I give but, up on finding that out. Um, um, but I gotta go. Um, that's it. Hey, that's our time. On ready. That's it. All unfortunately, right. yeah. We will um, do the. We're gonna other do stuff this. We had planned next time. Yeah, we're gonna try to do this. Um, um, we're gonna try to do this next Saturday as well. See if we can just sort of do this like almost every Saturday. That works great for me. That's what I would like to do. So, um, yeah. So well, there we'll you go, kids. So, um, until next Saturday. Uh, I'm switching it up for this show. So until next Saturday, be good to yourself. (laughs) Be better to someone else. Get tested. Get your PSA test done. Stop being a fucking dick.
Exactly. All right, kids. <laughs> See you, everybody. And that's that. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word.